This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode. I'm currently sitting here with my matcha latte. If you saw my Instagram stories, I have been trying really hard to perfect the matcha. I have been trying to be an at-home matcha queen. I've been trying to limit my coffee addiction because we all know I have a severe, severe situation with coffee. I would drink probably six cups of it a day. Like it was not healthy. So I've switched to matcha, but my issue is that my matcha was always absolutely disgusting. I posted on my Insta stories. I said, someone help me. I don't know what to do. So I think I've perfected it. I think I figured out what works so well for me, but I do a nice hot matcha. I put my matcha in my little cup. I fill it with some hot water. I whisk it up. I mix it, fill some more hot water. And then this is the key. I froth my milk and I froth oat milk from Trader Joe's and I put in a little bit of the brown sugar oat milk creamer, just a little, a little splash to just make it kind of sweet game changer, absolute game changer. And now I'm literally obsessed with my matcha. I'm currently drinking it as we speak, but some other recommendations people said is put honey in it, put some syrup. Someone said put lavender syrup. There's so many different options to make your matcha. So if you have any recs, please let me know. Okay. The moment we've all been waiting for, I have a massive massive life update that is um, a little depressing. It's a little depressing, but we are going to get through it and you guys are going to help me through it. But as we all know, my boyfriend Dean was supposed to come to Pittsburgh. He was supposed to move here last Saturday, officially move here. He got a job here and he was supposed to come through on a TN visa, which is basically a visa between Canada, the US and Mexico. And certain jobs are under this qualification and social work is under there. And that's what Dean does as his job. However, Um, things did not go quite as planned. So Dean drove from Alberta to Manitoba. He drove like 12, 14 hours, then drove to the border, got to the border, presented all his documents. He had everything. And I mean, if you know me and you know my mom, you know that we're type A to the max. So we made sure he had every single piece of information that he needed. We've called people ahead of time. We called all the borders ahead of time. We called all these lawyers ahead of time. We called everyone ahead of time to make sure that when he got to the border, everything would go super smooth. And basically he went, They told him he was not allowed to cross on this visa. He was not allowed to go through because his degree is in anthropology, which is the study of human behavior. And apparently that is not a qualification and that is not enough of a degree to be considered as a social worker. And it was a huge thing. And I just have a bone to pick because... How many people actually use the degree that they got in university? I mean, if you have experience doing a certain job and then you get a job for that specific field, who cares what your degree is in? Like, who cares? 
So anyways, um, they didn't let him cross. They told him no. Poor little sweet Dean um, started bawling his eyes out in the middle of the immigration center. He's probably going to be so mad that I'm sharing that. But he sold his apartment. He (laughs) quit his job. He literally had everything packed up in his car to move here. And the border basically said no. They said not today. So yeah, that's the situation. That was supposed to happen on Saturday. And literally all weekend, we've been on the phone with lawyers. We've been trying to figure everything out. We don't really know what to do. It's basically just been a disaster. This whole weekend has been an extreme disaster. I have probably never cried so much in my entire life. And part of it is just for me, for me personally, my life didn't really change. Dean was never here to start, but you kind of have this whole idea. And we thought that our dreams were coming together. We thought everything was coming together. We thought this was our time. And I had everything prepped for him to be here. And I had a cake and all this stuff. And our dreams just literally shattered right in front of us. And that's a very, very hard thing to process. So we're probably like, okay, why are you telling us this? This is so fucking depressing. We also don't really care. Fair, very fair. But the reason I'm sharing this is because I preach to everyone all the time that life is working for you, not against you. And I always say this after the fact. I always say it after things have happened. And this weekend, I had to constantly remind myself that everything is working out for my highest good. Everything is working out for Dean and I. Everything is working out in our best interest. And just because we can't see it right now doesn't mean that we're not going to see it in the future. And I constantly had to say to him, this is working out for us for whatever reason. We don't know what the reason is right now. We don't know why this is happening, but something good is going to come from this. And we just have to wait it out and we have to understand that everything happens the way that it should. One thing that my mom said to me this weekend, because I was wallowing like crazy, I was crying like crazy, I didn't want to leave my bed, I didn't leave my apartment, I didn't go work out, I didn't do anything, I just did not want to be a human for the weekend, like I just actually wanted to just cry and feel pity for Dean and I, so... I also want to just preface this by saying my mom has been the most supportive of Dean and I this entire weekend. She's been on the phone with lawyers. She's been doing everything. So she's not saying this to be rude at all. But she did say to me, the world is going to keep moving. The world is going to keep moving and you're either going to move with it or you're going to let it move all over you. And that was a moment that everything clicked. And that was a moment where I thought, okay, shit, you're right. The world's going to keep going. People are going to keep waking up the next day. Days are going to pass. Things are going to be happening. Things are needing to be done. And I'm either going to let this walk all over me or I'm going to get up. I'm going to get my shit together. I'm going to do the stuff I need to do. And I'm going to move with the world as it's going. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. 
Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant, and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite, and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers, and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. So I gave myself a little bit of time to be sad. I gave myself a little bit of time to wallow. And then I started thinking, okay, why? Why is this happening? What is the positives? Well, the positive is that if Dean doesn't have this job and he just comes to Pittsburgh as a visitor for a little bit, one, he can help me with HC. He can help me with Helfrich Collective. He can help me do pop-ups. He can help me do all this stuff that I've been so stressed out about for school. Also, we can honestly spend more time together. If he doesn't have this job, he doesn't have these holiday days that he is so limited to. And so if we want to go on a vacation, we can go. And if we want to spend a weekend away, we can spend a weekend away. And we can do all this other stuff that we wouldn't have been able to do if he had these really strong commitments all the time. Also, we live in a world now where a lot of jobs are remote. We can find him a job in Canada that's remote and he can come to Pittsburgh and he can do it here. So we just had to start looking at all the benefits of the situation. And 
Also, we don't know if I'm going to be in Pittsburgh for that much longer. I only have one more year left of my PhD, and we don't know if I'm going to move to go to med school. We don't know if I'm going to try and get a job as a bioethicist. I could move to Switzerland and work for the WHO. We don't know. And so theoretically, it might actually be a lot better for him to not have this visa because he might not ever be able to get another one in the future if we end up moving and he keeps switching jobs. But so basically, that was my mindset. Basically, that's how I had to pull myself out of this fucking rut that I was in and try to keep myself sane and also try to find the positive in the situation. And that's really fucking hard. When you feel like your whole world is crumbling around you, it is really fucking hard to pick up the pieces and be like, no, this is actually a really good thing. No, there's actually really good things happening. Like that's not, it's not a normal thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do, but you have to understand that everything's going to keep moving life is going to go on. You've probably been in situations like this before. You've been in situations where you feel like your whole world is crumbling and you've made it through, you've figured it out, and you're here to tell the tale. You're here to tell the story about it and how you conquered through it. This is the same thing. It's going to happen over and over in life. We're going to go through these times that are really challenging and go through these times that really make us feel like shit, to be honest, and go through these times that are really testing us. But it's all about how you persevere. It's all about how you pick yourself back up and you get the shit done that you need to get done and you find a new route and you find a new direction. And I always say, Rejection is just redirection. It's putting you back on your path that you're supposed to go on. It's putting you back to your highest self. It's putting you back to your best self. And it's really just helping to navigate the way that things are supposed to go. I mean, frick, take it from a girl who's been rejected more times than probably most humans. I've been rejected from literally everything. I've been rejected from dance teams. I've been rejected from friends. I've been rejected from boys a lot. I've been rejected from med schools. I've been rejected from master's programs. I've been rejected from literally anything that you could probably think of. But my life has all led to this one place. All these rejections have led me to where I am right now. And to be honest, I think what I'm doing right now is exactly what I was meant to be doing in life. I think that this is where I was supposed to end up because it's the impact that I'm going to make with these platforms that I'm now building. And if I didn't get rejected from all these other things, then I would never, never in a million years think that this is what I would be doing. But yeah, so that's my huge life update. My BetterHelp therapist is going to be getting a whole lot, a whole lot of info in our first session. And she is going to have to really um, mentally help me because I am unwell, but That's not even the topic of today's episode. I just wanted to share with you guys my crazy life and the things that are happening. And the girlies in the group chat already heard a little bit about it. So if you haven't joined the group chat, the link is down in the show notes, baby. Come join the group chat because that's where I share all my unfiltered emotional thoughts. So for today's episode, I want to talk about how we're going to say no. 
I want to talk about how we are going to start saying no to people when something doesn't serve us. And I'm going to ask right now, all my people pleasers, please stand up. I mean, this is literally for all of us who are the most people pleasing type of people in the entire world. I have always been a people pleaser ever since I was little, no matter what situation, I always wanted people to A, like me and B, not think that I was mean. My biggest thing is that I always want people to think that I'm super nice and I'm super genuine and I want to help people all the time. But at the same time, sometimes I do it and it's a really big burden and a really big hindrance onto myself. And there's also people, and I know that we all have these people in our lives, who take advantage of our kindness. I have had this happen to me for years, literally for years. People have taken advantage of the type of person that I am, and it's only an recently that I've decided to stand up for myself and to not take people's shit anymore. <laughs> Literally the other day, my mom, brother, and I were all saying that we are just at the point in our lives where we're just not taking people's shit. We are just not doing it anymore. We have been doing it for so many years. And at a certain point, you're kind of like, mm, maybe this is like a little, like a little much. Like maybe this is at the point where I should start saying no and setting these boundaries because I'm just getting walked all over. And of course, I'm not saying that if your friend calls you and they really need you and you are kind of like, eh, I don't really want to, but like they really need me, that you have to say no. I'm not saying say no to that. I'm saying go and of course help them. But there are certain people in your life that you should be setting these boundaries for and you should be able to say no to. Okay, so before I tell you kind of how I started to say no to people and in what situations I say no to people and how I've been saying no to not sound rude, because like I said, that's my biggest concern is I don't want people to think that I mean or that I don't want to help. But I'm going to give you a little story time. I've talked about it before on the pod, but I'm going to say it again because it was the most absolutely wild situation. And looking back on it now, I'm like, what the fuck actually happened? Not even what happened, but like, how did I let that happen? Like, how did I exhaust myself so much to let this situation even occur? But so my senior year of university, I was at home. It was a Thursday night. All my roommates were going out and I decided to stay home because I was going to study for a massive cardiology exam I had the next day. And I'm in my room and I'm studying. And one of my roommates comes and knocks on the door and she's like, hey, can you go to Target right now and buy me some eyelashes? I can't go because I'm trying to get ready and we have to leave soon and I'm really panicked. But like, can you go and buy me these eyelashes? Keep in mind, I am literally in my room studying cardiology. I am in my room grinding out a massive ass exam. Like I'm hustling on a Thursday night instead of going out with my friends. And because I am such a people pleaser, because I felt intimidated, I wasn't confident in myself, and I wasn't confident in my abilities to say no, I said, yeah, I'll go. I went, I drove to Target, I bought her her fucking eyelashes, and I came home and gave them to her when I should have been spending that time studying or when I should have been going to bed because it was late at night. And 
I just think about this situation all the time because I'm like, one, as a human being, who would look at someone that is studying and be like, oh, now's the time I should go and ask them if they'll go buy me eyelashes so I can go out to the bars tonight. Like, that was wild to me. But two... Why did I say that that was okay when I really didn't want to? It would be different if I was like, you know what? I need a little study break. Yeah, I'll go. I don't mind. It's totally fine. Then of course, then of course I'm being a good friend and I needed the break anyways, but it was actually a huge inconvenience to me to go and I did not want to, but I just felt like I had to in order to preserve these friendships. So looking back on this now, I think about the fact that these friendships weren't that healthy. My kindness was constantly being taken advantage of, and I wasn't secure enough in myself to be able to set those boundaries, and I wasn't secure enough to be able to say no to these people. So in order to start saying no to people, I really had to dig deep find confidence in myself. And one of the ways that I did that was I kept reminding myself that setting boundaries is not a mean thing. Setting boundaries is actually a really good thing because it's telling other people also, like I respect you enough and I respect myself enough to have these limitations Because in the end, it's going to stop you from resenting this other person. It's going to stop you from having this friendship fall out because you know what your boundaries are. You know what lines you will and will not cross. And you know in what situations you will allow it. Also, I had to start telling myself it's really fucking exhausting to be a people pleaser all the time. And at the end of the day, the only person you need to please is yourself. The only person that has to be okay with all your decisions is yourself. And one of the biggest things that I realized when I was in university are nights where I wanted to stay home and watch TV and relax. And all my friends were like, come out to the bars with us, come out, come out, come out. And I felt a lot of pressure to go. And I had to realize that I had to start doing things in my best interest. If I had an early morning workout the next day, Yeah, I wanted to stay home and I didn't want to go to the bar and that was in my best interest. It wasn't in my best interest to go out. It wasn't in my best interest to say yes to all these opportunities and to say yes to all these extracurriculars and push myself to the limits and not have any time to spend with friends or to relax or to regroup. And then I led to burnout. I'm going to say this to you right now, and you need to get this into your head, and you need to remember it all the time, but self-love is not selfish. By you saying no, that's not a selfish thing. That's just telling yourself and showing yourself that you respect yourself enough and you love yourself enough to set up these boundaries and to not cross them when you don't want to. There are times where you have to do stuff that you don't want to, and that's inevitable. There are times, say with school, do you really want to write a paper? No, but you have to do it. Do you really want to take this exam? Not really, but like obviously you're going to do it. You know when a time is right for you to say no, and you know when you can't. You know when you actually just have to suck it up and you have to do things. But being able to make that distinction is super vital and super important. 
I'm also going to say it right now, but you need to get over the whole FOMO thing. You need to get over the fact that you think you're missing out and just know that there's going to be so many other times, especially if it's going out one night and you really don't want to and you're scared that you're going to miss out on a whole bunch of stuff. You're not. You're not going to miss out on a whole bunch and I'm telling you this right now. So just trust me on that one. Saying no really allows us to focus on where we want to put our energy and who we want to put it on. And if anything, our energy is so, so important. Our energy is so valuable. And why would you ever want to put your energy into something or on someone or to something that is not serving your highest good and is not serving to make you better and to help you grow? I also just want to mention that you're not responsible for other people's reactions. Hear that again. You are not responsible for other people's reactions because if you're anything like me, I always say yes because I'm scared of how people are going to react and what they're going to say or how they're going to feel. At the end of the day, that's not my responsibility. I can only control myself. I can only control the way that I react to things and what I choose to do. And so if I say no to someone and they throw a fit, that's on them. If I say no and they're courteous and gracious and they're like, that's okay, I totally understand, then even better. So just keep in mind that you are not responsible for the way that other people react to a situation. I'm also going to tell you, I read somewhere that successful people say no. And so let me just give you a bit of an example. Say you have an influencer and they get a whole bunch of brand deals, okay? They get so many emails with all these different brands and they're from all different categories, all different products. What would it look like if they said yes to every single one? What would it look like if you were on Instagram and your favorite influencer was literally promoting every single product under the sun? One, would you trust their judgment? Would you trust their authenticity? Would you trust that they're being honest with you about their actual reviews of the product? Probably not. You probably would unfollow them. You probably would be like, I don't really want to engage with this person anymore. I don't really care what they have to say. Same thing. Pick and choose what's important to you. Pick and choose where you're going to say yes and where you're going to say no. One, it holds your yes to a way higher value. It holds your yes to a way, way higher standard. And so when you do say yes to opportunities, one, everyone around you is going to know. Everyone around you is going to be like, holy shit, this means that they're actually wanting to do this. They're actually engaged in this. And that's going to be way better for everyone involved. And two, it's really going to put your energy where you want it. It's going to put your energy on things that you love and things that you're focusing on. Okay, so now we're all thinking, okay, that's great. I'm so into this. I'm going to start saying no. How the frick do I say it? How do I say it to people without sounding like a menace to society and without sounding like I am the rudest person ever? And that is a great question. Saying no, it's like a muscle. You have to continuously work it. And the more that you do say no, the more confident you're going to get in it and the more secure you're going to feel in your decisions. But the way that I personally like to say no to things 
Obviously, every situation is going to be a little bit different, but I always like to give a reasoning behind why I'm saying no. If someone texts me and they're like, hey, we're going out tonight. Do you want to come? I'm never going to be like, no, no, I don't because obviously that's going to be rude. And then you might not get invited next time. But I will say, oh my gosh, I would absolutely love to, but I am so exhausted today. I had a really long day at school, so I think I just need to stay home and watch TV. And people are probably like, holy shit, you're actually going to tell people that like you would rather stay home and watch TV and not hang out with them? Yeah. Yeah, I am because it builds trust. It builds honesty and people are going to respect that a lot more. If you sent a text to your best friend and you were like, Hey, want to hang out tonight? And they replied and they were like, Oh my gosh, I would absolutely love to, but I'm honestly just having a really tough day. And I kind of just want to stay home and chill. Who the frick is going to be like, well, F you buddy. Like Every single person is going to be like, that's totally okay. Have a day, chill out. We'll hang out next week. And if they don't have that response, then we're cutting them out right now. We're cutting them out. But I always like to just be super honest with things. For school, for example, if I get asked to join a committee or join a club, I will say, thank you so much for thinking of me. This sounds like a great opportunity, but unfortunately I have so much on my plate already and I have all these other commitments that I don't think I would be able to give enough time and effort to this club or to this committee. But thank you again. I really appreciate you thinking of me. Done. That's all you got to say. That's all you have to say. You also have to realize that you don't have to justify your actions any further. If you're saying, I would love to, but I just want a day at home, fair. Totally fair. You don't need to justify anymore. Just be honest and be open about why you're saying no. And that's all you have to do. With the story that I told you before about me having to go to Target and that whole situation, what I should have said is, I'm so sorry, but I'm in the middle of studying right now and I really need to focus. So I'm not going to be able to go. And that's it. That's all I should have said. That's all I needed to say. And then you just need to remember to stand firm in your decision. People, a lot of the time, will try and sway you. They'll try and change your mind and... Also, sometimes people aren't doing it to be mean. People want you to come out. They want you to engage in stuff. They want, they think they're doing it in your best interest. And it's really important to kind of decipher if that's what it is or if they're actually just like taking advantage of you. But if you say no, stand firm in your no. Of course, if you change your mind and you actually want to go and you actually want to do something and it sounds fun or whatever, then of course you can change your mind and you can go and you can do it. But if you honest to God do not want to do something, stand firm in that no. Hot girls say no. Hot girls say not today, not in the mood. I don't want to do this. I am preserving my energy. I am focusing on what I want to focus on because at the end of the day, I'm all I have. At the end of the day, how I feel mentally and how I feel about my confidence and how I feel about my decisions in life, that's all that matters. It doesn't affect anyone else. It really does not. And that's something to remember. Saying no is okay. 
Saying no does not make you a bad person. Setting these boundaries does not make you a bad person. It doesn't make you selfish. It doesn't make you mean. It doesn't make you inconsiderate to people. It honestly makes you strong. It makes you preserve your energy. It makes you more authentic. It makes you really have solid decision-making capacity. So it's not a bad thing to say no. And like I said before, it's really a muscle that needs to be worked. And the more you say no, the more confident you're going to become in it. And it's going to really have a shift into your life. You're going to notice that you're going to have a huge, huge shift just because of the fact that you are really being so conscious about where you're putting your time and where you're putting your effort. But that is today's episode. So go out there, say no to people this week, and let's be the badass babes that we know we are. But if you guys love this episode, please, please don't forget to rate it, subscribe to the podcast, follow the Insta, you know the drill. And I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.